Hey everybody, we're going to jump into a message today that I believe is meant for someone to hear today. It's a word of encouragement. It's something that I believe is going to speak into every one of our hearts and bring us from where we are to where God wants us to be. If you're ready for that, will you post amen in the chat? Will you just lift your heart up to God? We're going to just pray for a moment and then we're going to jump into the word today. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning that we can come into your presence and hear the word of the Lord. We can hear what you have to say to us. And we pray today that you wouldn't just come and speak a word, but you would speak a word in season. That when we hear this and when we hear your word, it's going to change things inside of us and move us towards where you want us to be. Today, Holy Spirit, will you come and will you move in our hearts and in our lives? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Church, if you're ready, we're going to jump straight in. I have a quick question for every one of us, right? And it's a question I think we can all answer. Have you ever felt just a little bit useless? Wow, what a way to start a message. Yep, we're going to jump straight in today. Have you ever felt just a little bit useless? Like you try really hard, you've put all the pieces together, and yet it doesn't quite work out. For some of us, time has moved on. Maybe you had dreams that you were going for. Maybe you had a vision of where your life was going, and yet somehow it just hasn't panned out. Time has moved on, and you're looking back, and you're just like, man, maybe I wasn't really the right person for the job. Maybe you tried really hard. Maybe you've put a lot of effort into your kids, into your marriage. Maybe you've put a lot of effort into your business and you've put all the pieces together and you've put all the effort in, yet somehow it still didn't work out. Well, tell me if this resonates with you, that you've seen God move before in your own life, you've seen God move in other people's lives, and you've had breakthrough, you've had testimony, you've given testimony before, but now it seems like things have changed, like something is different, and instead of seeing the breakthrough or giving the testimony, you find yourself in the place asking yourself, man, am I even able to do what I'm trying to do? Have you ever felt just a little bit useless? I think we've all been there. Come on, can we be real for a second with each other? I think we've all been in that place where something just hasn't quite worked out the way that we wanted it to work out. You know that Elijah felt this way. All right, come on, we're talking about Elijah today. If you are new to church or maybe Christianity is not something you grew up in and you don't know who Elijah was, Elijah is one of those guys in the Bible that's a hero to many, many people. He is a massive name in the Old Testament. He was a prophet, a prophet of God. What does that mean? In the Old Testament, in the nation of Israel, It wasn't for everybody just to hear God. You could never a relationship with God like we can now. In that time, you needed men to be anointed of God, to be a prophet. And they would bring the word of the Lord to the nation of Israel, to the kings of the time. And they would speak out what God wanted them to say. How many of us know now that under Christ, we all have access to God, access to his presence, access to his voice, and we can all hear that prophetic word of God in our lives. And some of us have heard that word before. 
Some of us know the prophetic word of God for our lives, but it's in these moments when we doubt, we question, we don't know if the word that God gave us before is the word that we should be flowing in now. Come on, if you feel that way or you know someone who's feeling that way, come on. We, we're all human and we all go through these moments, go through these times when it's almost like we question the word of God. Elijah felt this way. And we're going to explore that a little bit today. It's found in the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. And again, if you've grown up in church, you may have heard these stories before, but I'm believing God's going to speak something beautiful because in this moment where we find ourselves right now, Elijah has just won a massive victory, a huge victory. He's actually just declared the name of the Lord above any other name. It's huge. And straight out of that victory, we find Elijah come to this point where he doesn't even know if the word of the Lord is true anymore. How huge is that? That's the context of what we're about to read. And so open your Bibles. Let's read together. It says this in 1 Kings chapter 19 from verse 1. It says, Now Ahab told Jezebel, that's the king and his wife, Ahab told Jezebel everything Elijah had done and how he had killed all the prophets with the sword. These are all those that were against God, right? In this moment, Elijah had won a massive victory over them. We keep reading. So Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah to say, May the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I do not make your life like that of one of them. What does that mean? Jezebel is threatening the life of Elijah. The context of this also shows us that Jezebel had already killed hundreds of prophets of the Lord, priests and people who are following God. They were true in their heart. Jezebel had already killed them. Some of them had been spared, but there was real proof that Jezebel was going to do what she said. And she says, you know what? Let the gods deal with me if I don't kill you by this time tomorrow. Now don't forget, Elijah has just come out of a massive victory where God has done miraculous things to show that he is the name above every other name. So let's see Elijah's response. He says this, Elijah was afraid and ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it, and prayed that he might die. He says this, I have had enough, Lord. Take my life. I am no better than my ancestors. Let's take a pause here and let's just dig into this a little bit. This is exactly where Elijah just feels like, you know what? I'm just a little bit useless. I'm no better than my ancestors. I'm no better than the ones that have come before me. I'm no better than the ones who I'm trying to fix. They, they ruined everything. They couldn't get the nation of Israel to come to God. And yet here I am doing the same thing. God, you said that you'd use me. God, you said that you would make it happen in my life. You said that you would use me to bring the nation back to you, to speak your word. But here I am and I'm still in the same place. 
How many of us feel that exact same way? Like, you know what, God, you said, you said that it would happen, but here I am still in the same place. And he says, you know what, God, just take my life. Just rather than, than Jezebel come and get me, rather you just take me, right? If it's not going to happen, then it's not going to happen. And you know what, that's the reality of how this feeling kind of comes into our lives. It actually demotivates us to a point where we'd rather just give up than even just see the consequences of what's going on. It feels like it's so bad. Like, God, you moved before, but you're not moving now. And you know what? I, I'm just, I just, I'm done. I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. Sometimes we feel like that in our businesses, in our lives, in our marriages, man, where you've put all your effort into trying to fix your relationship and, and, and God is moving in your relationship and, and you get breakthrough and then somehow you find yourself not moving. You do that thing again. You know, maybe you, you, you've been trying to treat your wife or treat your husband the way God has called you to and then somehow you mess up again and you find yourself in the same place. It feels like we just want to give up. This is where Elijah is. Says after this, I'm no better than my ancestors. He says, then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. All at once, an angel touched him and said, watch this church. Angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and then lay down again. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and he ate and drank. Strengthened by that food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. There he went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him, asks him this really important question, what are you doing here, Elijah? Okay, let's unpack this moment a bit. We find Elijah in this space of just wanting to give up. He's demoralized. He's got no more fight left inside of him. He says, God, just take me. And he falls asleep. And then this interesting thing happens. I don't know if this is a vision or if this is truly, it, it, the way that it's written, it's as if this truly happens, right? Elijah wakes up from his sleep and there's an angel. And the angel says to him, eat. And he looks, and there's bread, and there's water, and he eats. So check this out. He eats once, and then he goes back to sleep. Sometime later, he wakes up again, and there's food again. And the angel says, eat, get up and eat. Check this. Get up and eat, for the journey is too much for you. And so he eats a second time. And it says that that food strengthened him. And from there, he travels 40 days and 40 nights. So interesting, this little exchange. I ask God, what is this all about? And how does this apply to us in this moment, right? Where 
if Elijah was feeling so downcast, like it was the end of everything, how does this then apply to us? And God started to just speak to me a little bit about eating once and then eating again. Eating once and then eating again. The first time that Elijah eats, nothing happens. The angel just says, eat. And so he does. And this bread, this bread that is given to Elijah in this moment, is bread to deal with the past. Check this out. Come, I need you to track with me here, church. This is bread to deal with what has happened. Right? Sometimes we just need that inward strength to deal with where we are right now. It actually doesn't matter how many good things have happened. It doesn't matter how many good like victories that we have won and all kinds of things that have happened in our lives. We've got to get rid of that. We've got to deal with it and we've got to move on. Sometimes we need to deal with the difficulties, the bad decisions, all the things that we have done that have gotten us to this point. Right? It's bread to deal with the past. God wants us not to dwell in the past, but to deal with it. Come on, church, let's jump into this together. God wants us to deal with where we have come from. And way, the way that we deal with our past is not by ourselves. It's through the bread that God gives us. It's through what He does within us. It's what He wants to place in us that will help us deal with where we've been. Some of us are dealing with difficult pasts, things that have led us. And it might be far away. It might have been stuff that's happened long ago, or it might be what happened yesterday or last week, a decision that you made, a bad choice that you made that led you right to where you are now. He wants to give you bread to deal with what has happened. But he doesn't just want to leave you there. The second time that the angel wakes Elijah up, check this out. He says, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. What journey? The journey of the past? No, the journey that is coming. Check this out. Elijah eats a second time and that food strengthens him for what is to come. Come on, he ate again. He ate the first time to deal with where he had been. He eats the second time to give him strength for where he is going. From there, he travels 40 days and 40 nights to the mountain of God. And so if you've been tracking with me, you've got a question in your mind, and this is the question I want to answer right now. What is the bread? I'll tell you what the bread is. The bread is the word that God speaks to us. Jesus is known as the bread of life. The word of God is the bread of life. It's the word that God speaks to you. What is the bread that you eat? It's the word that God speaks to deal with where you've been. It's the word that God speaks to give you the strength to go where you need to go. I want to tell you today that even if you feel this way, if you feel just like Elijah, it's not over yet. It's not done yet. God has brought you here today to hear this word, that it's not too late for your marriage. It's not done at your business. It's not over. You need to get up. 
You need to eat the Word. You need to eat the Word God has for you and you need to move forward. Move forward to where? Come on, this is what the bread is. It's getting into the cave. Elijah moves into a cave. He gets into the cave. It's getting up the mountain. It's spending time in prison. What does that mean? It means this. Elijah went into a cave. David went into the wilderness. Jesus went up a mountain. Paul was moved into prison, whether he liked it or not. Each time, these men spent time with God. And God spoke a word to them that no one could predict strengthened them on the inside and made them ready for what was to come. Come on, what is the bread? The bread is getting into the cave. It's going up the mountain. It's spending time with God where he gets to speak into you his word for you. It always looks different, but it's the same idea. Your time up the mountain or in the cave or wherever your time with God is, is unique to you. But God wants to get you away from everything else, all the noise, all the stuff going on in your life so that he might speak a word to you, the bread of life that strengthens you for the journey ahead. If you read on in the book of 1 Kings, God shows Elijah where he is. In this amazing moment, there is first a mighty wind that shakes the mountain around him. He's gone up the mountain and he's in a cave and he hears the wind shake the mountains, but God's not in the wind. Then he feels an earthquake beneath his feet and it's shaking the very foundations of the earth, but God's not in the earthquake. Then a fire comes, a massive fire comes up and burns up everything, but God is not in the fire. Where is God? A whisper comes. God is the still, small voice. What is God saying in this? Right now in your life, there are mountains, there are huge problems, there are things that are screaming at you. They're screaming that you're useless, that you can't do it, that you're not going to make it. They're screaming at you and they're really big. They feel like earthquakes, they feel like earth-shaking wind, they feel like fires that have come to burn up your whole life. They feel like these massive, massive issues. But God is not in the issue, God is in the still, small voice inside your heart. Come on, God wants to speak a word. He wants to feed you his bread of life. Spending those quiet moments with God, letting him speak that life into you. I'm telling you today that if you feel this way, it's time to get to the cave. It's time to go up the mountain. It's time to to take time away from everything going on and hear the word of the Lord for you. Number one, to deal with where you've been. Number two, to give you the strength for where God wants to take you. And here's the beautiful thing about this interaction between Elijah and God. When God asks him, what are you doing here? Why are you here, Elijah? Elijah speaks and he says to God exactly how he feels. 
He tells God how he feels. Then this whole crazy episode happens where all the things pop up and then he hears God in the stillness and God asks him again, why are you here? And Elijah doesn't change his story. He tells God the exact same thing, word for word. He cries out about how he is in pain and how he is scared and how he is frightened. And what I realized about this is that in the cave, up the mountain, when you're alone with God, God wants to hear your heart. He wants to hear how you feel. Come on, sometimes we're so scared of telling God how we feel because we feel like we're saying the wrong thing, like we're faithless or like something isn't right about where we are so we, got, we can't say to God what we really think. But God is saying to us right now that he wants to know how you feel. Tell him how you feel. Not just once. Tell him as many times as you need to. And you know what? Elijah might have even felt foolish. Maybe you feel foolish saying to God the same thing over and over. God, I keep telling you the same thing. I keep praying the same prayer. I keep saying the same thing. I feel foolish. It's not like you don't know what I'm going to say. Have you ever felt like that where you go to God and you're praying about the same thing and you're like, well, God knows what, I, what I'm going to say. So maybe I just shouldn't say it again. No. When you're in that cave, when you're alone with God, when you shut off all the noise, tell him exactly how you feel. Even if you've told him before, tell him again, say it again, say it again and again and again. And every time you tell him how you really feel, invite his light and his love to come into those moments and to help you understand why you feel how you feel and how he's going to move you forward. Elijah might have even felt foolish saying the same thing again and again. Again, But let me tell you something. God chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Come on, this is Corinthians 1, 27 and 28. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. I'm here to tell you today that you might feel like you're useless. You might feel like you don't have a purpose. You might feel like it's too late for you. You might feel like it's the end of the world. But God is here to use the foolish things of this world to nullify the things that are wise. He doesn't need you to be perfect. He doesn't need you to be the most capable, the most amazing, the best at everything. He doesn't need that. What he needs is for you to be available to him, to come into those moments when you are really struggling and not to hide yourself from him, not to try and do it by yourself, but to actually get into that cave and tell him how you feel, to eat that bread that helps you deal with the things that came by and to eat that bread that gives you the strength to move on to where God wants you to be. Let me tell you, if you continue to read in Kings, you'll see Elijah just stands back up. He goes, the word of the Lord comes to him and he moves forward into his purpose and destiny. He creates legacy by going and anointing Elisha. He creates new kings and he anoints new people and he deals with the spirit that has come against his nation. Why? Because he went up the mountain into the cave and he let it all out before God. 
and God could strengthen him with his word. Today, you need the strength of the Lord to come and inspire you again. I know that this word is for someone. I know that this word is an encouragement to someone who needs to hear it this morning. That God will not leave you where you are. That you are not useless. That you are not valueless. You are a worthy, valuable child of God. He has a plan for you, but his plan is not just to do great things through you. He wants to heal where you've come from. He wants to change you from the inside and he wants to make you ready for what is to come, especially if you felt him before and it feels like something has changed, like he was there for you before and now he's not there for you anymore. If that's how you feel, God wants you to get in that cave. I'm telling you today that you got to eat the bread. You got to get in the cave and you got to tell him how you feel. The more that you let it out, the more that you let God in and he can actually shift you and change you. And so if you're watching this today, I want to speak a message of hope to you and I want to pray over you that it's not done, it's not over, but God is taking you somewhere if you will let him. He will do it in you. So come, let's pray together. In Jesus' name, Father, we come into your presence and we ask that you would speak fresh words of life into us. Come and speak that bread into us, Lord, the bread that helps us deal with where we've been and the bread that strengthens us for where we are going. I pray you take us and lead us into that quiet place where you can encourage us again, give us vision and give us purpose again, the strength to go and do what you've called us to do. I pray for every person who's feeling useless, every person who's feeling like they've missed it, every person who feels like they can't get it right. You remind them that they are perfectly, wonderfully and fearfully made by you and that you have a purpose for their lives. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you encourage us, build us up, and take us where you want us to go. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen.